Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Bird. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Checking in to see how your week's going into July. Um, oh my God, it's the July 4th weekend. Jesus Christ, I feel like every fucking weekend has been July 4th. How many more fucking burgers can I make on my fucking grill before they officially open the whole fucking thing? Well, according to the fucking rumors, uh, they're going to shut everything down again. I mean, this is a fucking... This is a goddamn quagmire. I'll tell you right now, man. I've seen some fucking. Sh- I've seen some people step in some shit before that couldn't get off their fucking boot. But this is some the stickiest shit I've ever seen. Um. I mean, what the fuck do you do here? People got to go to work. They got to earn money. But then you got to stay home. Why the fuck? Why the fuck it like I this this is obviously not work though. The 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 self-quarantining is not working. Or the self-quarantine, the swell self-quarantination, it's not fucking working. All right? Because all you need is one mouth breathing fucking moron to go out and get it, and then it starts over again. So, um, this ain't like back in the day when they had influenza. I'm going to guess it was easier to fucking get people to quarantine back then simply because there was less people, you know. But then how the fuck did you tell people what was up? Wasn't no Facebook out there on the prairie, I can tell you that. Um but I would also think the fact that you could actually fucking die of it and people died on a regular fucking basis back then and death was a real fucking thing, you know, and then people also knew how to hunt. Like, well, shit, you know, worst case scenario, I'll just go back to fucking shooting shit in the fucking woods. All right, I ain't going down to the textile mill getting breathed though. Everybody sounds like this in history and... On everybody who sounds dumb today for some reason is going to have a southern accent, which is stupid. I literally did a bit about that. The prejudice against the southern accent. Um, anyway, speaking of that, how fucking funny is it watching how affected a very small portion of white women are with that word Karen? And they're, they're such fucking idiots. They're literally trying to equate it to the N-word, saying that it's a racial slur. I retweeted one of them, and it's just fucking, it is fucking amazing. It is, it is really amazing. Um, and I don't know if I've ever really seen, maybe I'm just flaking here, as far as like a character on TV, that really tapped into, in a real way, like somebody's inability to take responsibility for their action. You know? Back in the day when old Billy Broadbrush came on, you know, I fucking slapped the paint all over. All these fucking broads, none of them take responsibility for their fucking... Um, you know, it's men and women. It's a small, like, I don't know. I'm going to go positive here and say it's a small portion. You know what I mean? Did white guys ever get fucking annoyed with Cracker? It's just like... 
You're white. It's a name. You're going to be fine. You know? Or maybe see more modern. They're like fucking white guys saying that calling them a Chad or a Brad is offensive. And like, you know, dude, you know, bro, just for like the record, bro, like I have one of my best friends, Chad, is like the fucking like best bro that I know, dude. You know, I actually, you know, the thing that actually bothers me, it's not the word. It's the, it's the, uh, that whole bro thing, that automatically, that if you wear a hat on backwards and you're good at sports, that means you're a particular type of person. Where on the other side, if you're into Star Wars, if you're into like sci-fi and you suck at sports, that automatically means that you're a good person. Um, that's the what I kind of got a kick out of. You know? Oh, so if I can catch a ball, that means I'm a cunt. But if it fucking you know, bounces off my nose and I bleed on my dungeon and dragon fucking set, then that means I'm a good fucking person. <laughs> um, anyway, it's all funny in the end of the day, but I guess we all have our sensitive parts of our personality. Um, I'm in a great, great, great fucking mood. Did I even finish my first idea? So I just don't understand why all the times they flooded the economy with money to help out corporations, banks, um, you know, airlines, Chrysler, you know, anything out there to keep it fucking going. Now it's the fucking working man out there. Um, and you can't just flood the market with testing. Free fucking testing. Just go down there, get people tested, if you come up with the shit, fucking stay home. If you don't, go to work. And I know that there'll be, you know, people fucking anybody's keep the test coming. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? Even if you can't get to everybody. Even if there's going to be some fucking, you ain't fucking testing me. I have a southern accent. I represent everything the bill doesn't like today for some stupid reason. Sorry. Dude, you ain't fucking testing me with that shit. What do you got to fucking stick it in my ass? Uh, no one said that. <laughs> Actually, just a little swab in your nose. Oh, yeah, first, first my nose orifice, and then you got your fucking cock out, dude. Um, that was the overly homophobic person where it gets to the point of uh, maybe you're a little curious. Um, curiosity killed the cat. Um, anyway, I don't understand why they can't fucking do that. And then you could get, people could go fucking back to work. All right. And you could just, you could just beat the shit out of this fucking thing. I, I don't, I don't get it. I actually do get it. I do get it because they don't give a fuck. I don't know if they give a fuck. It's also like you, the government's not your fucking parents, you know? So I don't know. I don't have any solutions, but I'm in a great mood. G. Bill, why are you in a great mood? I'll tell you why. Because I was really fucked up for like, uh, I don't know, probably about six weeks. This whole quarantine thing and not working and all of this shit was really starting to fucking bother me. And uh, I was really missing stand-up and doing the shit that I love to do and traveling and all of that. 
But because of my childhood, I've learned that when something hurts, I just go, I literally lie to myself that it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. So then what ends up happening is it just starts building up in me and then just comes out in like misdirected anger. So I was getting really short with my family, which is brutal. And I couldn't figure out what the fucking problem was. And uh, I took my wife for a drive and we were up on Mulholland Drive. And I looked out, sorry, making you all yawn. I looked out over the valley and I was like, God damn it, I miss flying. I fucking miss it. And I just said, you know what, fuck this. And I just called a buddy of mine up, who has this beautiful helicopter. I said, can I just, can I rent this fucking thing and just fly? And he said, yeah. So I went up and uh, I flew a, uh, an A-Star 350, the, uh, the one that the cops and the, the uh, news reporters have. And I, um, I can't even tell you what, what it did for me psychologically just to get out there. And I just fucking missed it. And I was really nervous because I usually fly Robinsons. I wasn't nervous. I was just sort of just like, eh, I'm going to suck at this. I haven't flown. I hadn't flown since January 21st. The longest layoff, I think. I mean, it was almost fucking six months. And I got to tell you, the little bit of instrument training that I've done, I was able to fly, you know, really well for me for that amount of time off. I mean, I still wasn't, you know, the greatest or whatever. Um, but God damn it, did I have a good time. And I only flew for like an hour, you know? I just said, listen, I got, I got, I got the little window here, can fly for an hour, and then I got to get home and make sure I'm home in time, you know, to put my kiddo to bed. Um, and lo and behold, I got out there really quickly. You know, we went right up, did a quick loop around, it was funny, I kept ex extending how far the loop was because I was going on like Robinson time in my head where I would be flying like roughly like, you know, 100 knots. And this thing was just wanted to fly. Well, that'd be if I took a 44. I don't know. I'm just used to the Robinsons, put it that way. And this fucking thing was just, it felt like at one point was just like lurching forward on me going up towards 120 knots. You didn't want to fly above that. And I was like, all right, I need to slow down here. It was also, too, with the, the, the A-star, you feel like you're flying like a nose-down attitude. And I just kept looking at the little ball there, and I was kept being above the horizon, and I was still climbing. I was like, the fuck am I doing? And I just eased the stick forward, eased it forward, because I'm used to flying Robinsons, and I'm worried about a low-G fucking... With the low G pushover, whatever the fuck they call it. And I was like, oh, wait, this is a fully articulated main rotor system. I can slam this thing forward. But I still didn't do it. I was still leading with the collective. Um, and because the main rotor turns the opposite way, I always just, uh, the guy teaching me my instrument, or was anyways, I, uh, I learned that your left foot moves with the collective, which is the, basically the emergency brake looking thing for you people who don't fly. Um, and I was able to slow down and that type of shit. And, uh, oh, man, it was a great flight. Flew right along the 101. Took off out of Van Nuys, which I never do. Made a left on the 101, right over the 405, right past the Macy's, all those beautiful houses in the hills there in, uh, in the valley. And then we went, went through the Coanga Pass, and there's those 
you know, those wires there that can get you fucking killed. So I always make sure I'm high enough, right? Universal, then there's the wires. And then on the right, you go right by the Hollywood Bowl. Then you're into Hollywood. And then there's uh, the Capitol Records building. And then straight ahead, you got Silver Lake and then Dodger Stadium. And then I went around downtown LA, then followed the 10, took a look down to see how they were coming along with the new Rams San Diego uh, Chargers, or Los Angeles Chargers Stadium. I mean, that thing looks like a fucking spaceship landed. Um, obviously, I was looking at that north of the 10, because all, south of the 10, that's all Bravo Airspace, LAX, which usually has, like, fucking both runways open, and you'll look over and you'll see, like, you know, two fucking planes, giant fucking commercial jets, and then, you know, if you look further ahead, there's two landing. And these are the ones behind it. You know, it's fucking bananas. So then we went up uh, over Beverly Hills, Pacific Palisades, up Malibu. Went around, was at Point Dune out there. And then uh, I just banged the right, went up over the hills, came out, Calabasas, uh, Kardashian country, and then just rejoined the 101 and right back to uh, Van Nuys, and uh, was fucking sick. I absolutely loved it. And I just realized, you know, I just talked to my wife about it. And I was just going like, you know what? I think I want to start that instrument training again, you know. Uh, and then I just picked the hours of when my daughter's napping, you know. And I just said, I'll crush it in the morning with my son. You know, I'll handle everything. And then, uh, you know, when I put my daughter down for the nap, then I'll go run out. I'll do like an hour-long lesson or something like that and come back a couple, two, three times a week. Gives me something to work towards because I'll be honest with you guys, I started fucking cleaning out my office and I'm essentially done. And when I'm done with that, I don't have anything else to fucking do. <laughs> Which means I will then, what I've found is that I'll then settle into this fucking depressive thing Um of not being able to do what I love doing for a living, which is going out and making you motherfuckers laugh. That's what I do. And then I hear you laugh, and it makes me feel good about myself. And I haven't had that for four fucking months, and I'm feeling sad, man. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I realized how much I got out of doing stand-up. Like, I knew it in the beginning. It was the most exciting fucking thing ever that I was do. I couldn't fucking believe that I was doing it. Um, it was what I always wanted to do. It was what I fantasized about doing, but I just never thought I would do it because I fantasized about a bunch of shit when I was a kid and nothing ever happened. And I was really living in my head and just, I don't, to this day, I don't know how the fuck, when I think about the things that fell into place that just sort of threw me onto that path, I easily could have been thrown off of it. And I don't know where the fuck I would be right now. Um, but in the beginning, when I would get a laugh, it would so fucking fill me up because it was all new and exciting and all of that type of shit. And then after a while, it becomes something that you, you've done for a long time. And then your, my happiness was bent on um, if the new thing I tried worked um, or if I, something I just showed some sort of growth. Um, although I will say I was having more fun than I'd ever fucking had right before this whole bullshit thing happened, but 
Um, anyways, I miss it. I cannot fucking wait. I cannot wait for this shit to be over. And uh, as they say, that they might be shutting us down again. Um, but it seems like everybody's finally on board using the masks. Uh, and once again, people, that is not a political issue. If we could just keep that out of the red tie, blue tie, fucking bullshit. Um, this, is, uh, this could have been such a great opportunity after all these years of the divide between the right and left. It could have been such a great opportunity to fucking bring people together. You know, on some way, hey, we're all working on this common thing. Um, but everything, everything just becomes devices. That's all they do. And I just can't believe people keep taking the fucking bait. If, it, if they can turn 9-11 into a politically divisive fucking moment, you know, well, I remember really early on, people tried to blame Bush that that happened and then people on the right were like, well, the, everything leading up to it was going on when Clinton was in office. Blah, blah, blah. It just became fucking sick. What are you guys doing? <laughs> fucking idiots. Don't you, you know, for all this shit about people who watch sports being morons, which I definitely am. If you learn a lot playing sports. For all these fucking people, it's fucking rape culture, whatever. They're all these fucking assholes who never, you know, played sports. You fucking learn immediately that if, you, if you're not fucking with the team, not like how much power you have to fuck the whole thing up. And you learn that all it takes is a couple, two, three people to turn the fucking locker room in the wrong fucking direction against the coach. And that's all it takes. You get 40 fucking people on the team. You get two, three people who don't fucking buy in. The whole thing goes down the shitter and you're not going to have any wins. And as far as I can see, God damn it, CNN and Fox News are those fucking two or three cunts in the fucking locker room. Um, anyway, sorry. So um, I think I'm going to start back up flying again and uh, getting my instrument. I mean, it really bothered me. Like, I don't like not finishing shit. Um, it's a habit I got into. I used to love not finishing shit. I was the biggest procrastinator ever, but it's the habit that I sort of got into, well, definitely got into once I got into show business where I just sort of learned really quickly that nobody gives a fuck whether your dream comes true or not. That's nobody else's responsibility. So, um, and I, I learned that, you know, if I don't, you know, if I have an idea, great, whatever, right? If I don't fucking finish that idea, and then bring it to my fucking people who then spit it out into this business, nothing's going to fucking happen. And uh, sitting around saying you got nothing to happen, if you go out and make something, now you got something happening. So I kind of got into that, which has helped me out. Um, I was going to say it hasn't helped me in my fucking diet, which I'm back on again, turning the fucking ship around. My problem with dieting is I just look at it like a number, I want to get my stomach flat and get to this fucking weight. And then I look at it like that's done. And then I go back to fucking eating steak and cheeses and uh, having root beer floats and all the dumb shit I do now because I'm fucking sober. Um, back in the day, I'd go back to boozing. So whatever. Um, I have to look at it as a lifestyle change. I think that's what I need to do. Um, all right, let's plow ahead here. Let's talk about some NHL. New By the way, the Troubadour thing was a huge success. 
we had a hundred posters and they sold out in like the first hour. And I and I knew the Troubadour was a legendary venue, but let's uh let's read a quick little um Wikipedia thing here. And I'm gonna definitely do another show next month. Um Troubadour was opened in 1957. Initially, it was a little coffee shop, and it quickly moved to its initial location. It's its permanent location now. So I would guess that that was somewhere around like 1960 or something like that. Uh, the first couple, two, three years, it was somewhere over on La Cienega before it moved to Santa Monica Boulevard, just east of Doheny. So here's some of the people that uh, the Troubadour played an important role. Hoyt Axton, Jackson Brown, BTS, The Birds. They had their first performance ever. The Birds. Eagles, Elton John's first American performance was there. Carol King, Love, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, Bonnie Raitt, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Linda Ronstan, J.D. Souther, uh, James Taylor, Tom Waits, and other prominent and successful performers who played performances there, establishing the... Fu- the the future, their future fame. Um, 1962, comedian Lenny Bruce was arrested on obscenity charges for using the word schmuck on stage. Um, one of the arresting officers was uh, Sherman Block, who would later become the Los Angeles County Sheriff. Buffalo Springfield debuted at the club in 1966. Randy Newman started out there. Um, on August 25th, 1970, Neil Diamond, who just recorded his first live album at the album at the Troubadour, introduced Elton John, who performed his first show in the United States at the Troubadour. Comics Cheech and Chong and Steve Martin were discovered there in the early 70s. 1974, John Lennon and his friend Harry uh, Nielsen were ejected from the club for drunkenly heckling the Smothers Brothers. 1975, Elton John returned to do a series of special anniversary concerts. In, in November 2007, James Taylor and Carol King played a series of concerts commemorating the nightclub's 50th anniversary and reuniting the two from their 1970s performance. Um, and then it just continued on. Uh, New Wave and Punk came along. Uh, Bad Religion, Flipper, The Meat Puppets, Napalm Death, and Red Cross, L.A. residents and proto-grunge bands, the Melvins, or Melvins, had played the Troubadour stage 24 times and counting as of 2019. You get it, right? And then into my era. Uh, glam bands, metal bands, hair bands, fucking whatever the fuck you want to call them. Candy, Cinderella, Guns N' Roses, L.A. Guns, Motley Crue, Poison, Rat, Warrant, and Wasp. Um became synonymous with the club. Guns N' Roses played their first show at the Troubadour and were also discovered by David Geffen. Geffen. Uh, Fiona Apple. Look at it. Just, Mud Honey. It just keeps going. Papa Roach, Radiohead, and so on and so forth. So that's why we did the show over there. I mean, Jesus Christ. Me could spend a lifetime just listening to that goddamn music. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of old Billy fucking White Cakes here, Old Trace Leche fucking thighs. The whitest fucking person ever. Um, Dos Leches. That's what they call my fucking legs. <laughs> I actually downloaded some hip hop, which I never fucking do because I never know what anything is. This is what I, I downloaded. Uh, 
Marco Polo and Master Ace. I downloaded a song, Nostalgia. And then uh, Sitting on Chrome, that album. I downloaded uh, EPMD because I'm an Eric Sermon fan. I got Strictly Business and Out of Business. It's funny, that guy gave me all that rap shit and I fucking didn't download any of it. I still have it, so I got to get to that. And then I downloaded a uh, Leaders of the New School, uh, Buster Rhymes' first group, uh, A Future Without a Past. And then, um, I don't know how this got into my timeline because I wasn't following him. You know, not on a personal level. I just, you know, there's a lot of fucking people to follow on Instagram. Fat Joe was talking about this guy, Hector Laveau, who's like, you know, I guess the king of salsa music and shit like that. And I've always found that stuff fascinating, particularly, I mean, the drums are already confusing enough. I'm white as shit, so I don't know anything about that. But the piano playing in salsa music, I find fascinating um, how it fits into the whole thing. And I, I just downloaded Hector Laveau's greatest hits. And I got to tell you, man, it's just, there's not a bad one on it. And I have no idea what he's singing about or anything. I absolutely fucking love it. So there you go, little helicopter flying, a little bit of fucking new music, and all of a sudden I'm right as rain, um, getting ready for the 4th of July here. Um, I'm back to working out and eating right. I'm going to do turkey burgers on uh, 4th of July, just because we're trying to eat up some shit that's in the fridge. I would fucking go out to get the burgers. I might still get You got to have a burger, right? I got hot dogs too. Um, and I'm all out of cigars. So I'm back to my cigar sabbatical. I had a great fucking time. I follow La Aurora Cigars on Instagram, and they had this great picture of um, those torpedo cigars they had. They had the one that's in the gold, the gold one. I don't know. I'm, I'm the sa- I like the sapphire in the afternoon and an emerald if it's nighttime. And uh, I had a little cappuccino there. I don't even drink coffee, but there's just something about that whole thing, and it's always on some, like, you know, it's like sunny, but there's an overhang. There's some sort of coffee shop thing going on. You know, it's just what the whole, it's what fucking, it's literally, literally what life is about. If you can occasionally do that in the afternoon, nice La Aurora Sapphire with a little cappuccino, even though I don't fucking drink, hanging with the buddy or maybe just being by yourself and just not thinking of anything. I mean that's that's what that's what the fuck it's all about. Um, all right, let's let's do a little. I think I got an ad read, don't I? I believe I did. If I can get this fucking window out of the way here. All right. Um, okay. Um, all things comedy, football tournament. Okay. Oh, by the way, I, I got a little bone to pick with twenty four hour sports networks. Guys, I've watched a ton of sports in my life, but I didn't watch every game ever. And I don't remember every game ever. Could you, when you're showing old games, which is all sports fans have, do you have to have the fucking result? It's always like Cardinals clinch the pennant. Yankees beat the fucking Brooklyn Dodgers. I was watching a fucking game from 1952. Now I know the 55 Brooklyn Dodgers finally won it. So I knew in 52 they weren't going to win it. But like they had, I mean... If it was anybody else, if it was like the San Francisco Giants, I'm like, I know they won one like 54 or something like that somewhere in there. Maybe it was 52. I could actually enjoy the fucking game. The game's new to me. Anyway, um, all right. 
well, if you want some new football, we got, we got the best we can give you right now. All Things Comedy Football Tournament. All Things Comedy is teaming up with the Sports Gambling Podcast to give you football in July. The SGP guys are going to be simulating the 2019 NFL playoffs on Madden and doing live play-by-play. The games will be streamed on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel, and you can even bet on the games. Uh, They're going to be using the 2020 roster, so Cam Newton is going to be on the Patriots. Uh, Plus, they're giving away $10,000 in sportsbook credits for their playoff contest. The first game starts on July 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, For all the information, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC, all lowercase. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. By the way, speaking of which, What do you guys think about Cam Newton to the New England Patriots? Personally, I love it. I know by the end he was kind of getting a bad rap um, down there in Carolina, but I just think that that's not a good organization. Or I shouldn't say that. They're not in a good place right now, that organization. And with his talents, he got frustrated. And, uh, you know, I think he goes into with the Patriots and, you know, the starting position is up for grabs, even though they said it was the other guy. I don't even know his fucking name. Sorry, two kids, under um, three and under. What do you want from me? Um, I love that signing. I love that signing. And I think uh, we shall see how that works out. But now that gives us definitely more than a fighting chance. Um, you know... Am I nuts? Cam Newton's got plenty left in the tank. If things doesn't work, don't work out with the other guy. Right? Am I crazy? I don't know. I'm just wishful fucking thinking. So next next season, the season coming up here, which we should all be excited about, but the COVID, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, my thing was if the Patriots didn't somehow get back there, I wanted to see the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I wanted to see Tom Brady win number seven. Um, and that would just, that would be it. And then I, I would, I just want to hear what the fuck they would say then, you know, how he fucking cheated then. I, that, that, that's what the fuck, I just, then what the fuck are you going to say? All right. Buffalo Sabres trade with the Bruins rumor, right? All right. Typing this shit in here. The trade rumor. That's so that, that Eiffel guy, whatever the fuck, the Eiffel Tower guy, Jack Eichel to the Bruins seems unlikely. Ah, fuck. Well, they were going to, it was like Jake DeBrusque, uh, two other guys, and then two number one picks. I just think two number ones was too much, but that, that would have been, um, that would have been crazy. Um, although I, I love DeBrusque, but, um, I'm wondering if are the Bruins go, going to or do they have any plans to address um, the fact that we have nobody to go out there and really to like settle it down, you know, that people can just take liberties with us. Because um, I really think that the St. Louis Blues exposed. Um, 
the Bruins, Nashville, and uh, uh, San Jose. I believe Nashville. I think that was, you know, they just went out there and punched him in the face, and we had nothing. We had no fucking answer. And uh, that was just such a fucking weird year. That's what's killing me, man. It's, I know that they're going to do the playoffs. I just need to put that year behind me. It was a particularly difficult fucking loss where it was just like, what the fuck? I thought these, I thought you weren't allowed to do that anymore. Well, you weren't allowed to do it, but they can. Because <laughs> they've never won one in 50 years. It was just like, what the fuck? And, and then I got this weird thing where it was just like, I loved the style of play St. Louis was playing. I missed hockey being like that. But then they took it away from us, and then one team's playing it, and then they stopped calling it. They called it all fucking decade. They penalized it out of the fucking game. I, I know, I know. I sound like fucking I'm on, on a goddamn loop here. I'll never get over it. I'll get over it. I just need, an, I just need another Stanley Cup to go by. Um, all right, so those were the trade rumors, and I was just excited just to hear a fucking trade rumor that something was going to happen. So, all right. Before I get out of here, I just want to thank all you guys that uh, tuned into the Troubadour podcast and donated money during this this fucking nightmare that we're going through. I know a lot of people aren't working, so uh, thank you so much for that. And um, I'm kind of glad I didn't look at the Troubadour's Wikipedia page or I would be even more intimidated going on that stage, which, by the way, is the stage is so fucking small, it's ridiculous. Because in, in my head, and every time I've gone to see a show there, you know, the place is packed. It just feels like it's bigger. And I've always felt, I was talking about that on the podcast. Like, I remember the first time I went to the Comedy Cellar during the day. I couldn't believe how fucking small it was. At night when the lights are out and it's fucking packed. And, the, and you, there's all those great comics there. And you're feeling like, man, oh my God, did you hear what so-and-so said? And this person did that. And it just sort of drives you to get better. It just feels fucking gigantic and I remember getting up there just being like this little ass room scares the shit out of me <laughs> at night I can't believe this um anyway uh or at least it did back in the day it scared me and then now now it just feels like fucking home oh and I miss New York I haven't been there in forever all right well that's it but guess what old Billy Flyboy is back back on the stick there uh and um I'm gonna get back into this shit Give me something to work towards. Uh, and if I've learned anything in this fucking business, as much as I talk about wanting to retire when I'm 70, uh, which I might want to, um, just going through this fucking, this shit is what it feels like to be fucking retired, just puttering around the fucking house. I would go out of my fucking mind. Out of my fucking mind. So uh, I don't see that happening at any point. Which is good because I don't think that bankers at this point will let you retire. Um, keep running on that wheel. Keep keep putting your money in play so we can sort of take it. If you keep it on the sidelines, we'll take even more of it. You know, but it's your money. You do what you want with it. All right, let's not get into that. Oh, by the way, I did a great uh, Bill Burt um, episode. This guy, uh, Anthony, I already forget his last name, talking about Bitcoin and that type of stuff. It was really, really fascinating. And a lot of people were saying, like, Bill, you look bored as shit. I wasn't bored as shit. I had my head in my hands because I was thinking about how if the dollar were to go away and I had to start all over again on the other side of 50, 
with two kids, you know, three and under, um, it was pretty scary. So, um, and I actually thought that I was going to get accolades for actually asking some really good questions, but of course I didn't. You know why? Because it's the internet, everybody. The internet is like that friend you have that for 20, it takes you 20 years to be like, why am I hanging out with this person? It takes you 20 years to get rid of them because you met them early on in life. That's what it is. They're almost sentimental. And you didn't notice that they were, as their life wasn't working out, that they were slowly dragging down yours. Um, I say that as the internet and the power of the internet brought me everything that I have, I think. So I'm sorry, internet. Maybe I'm the thing that the internet needs to get rid of. <laughs> All right. That is the podcast, everybody. Um, hang in there. Wear your goddamn mask. If you can get tested, get fucking tested and for the love of God, let's all try to be pulling from the same side here. Can we all pull in the same direction? Ah, Jesus Christ, Bill. Let's just lip service. You know it ain't going to happen. Oh, fuck you. Something positive. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. People are going to stop watching 24-hours news networks. They're going to reach out to their neighbor. They're going to realize that it's okay to be a little bit different, right? Reach out from a safe distance with their neighbor, right? Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe Bitcoin's the answer. I don't know. All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Uh, happy Fourth of July to everybody. And uh, I will, I will talk to you on Monday. Ever made by man I'm going into this mic Written by this hand I'm coming out of this mouth Made by this tongue I tell you now my man My name is Young But so you think That this your destiny To get the best of me But I suggest to be Quiet but don't even try it From the east and west of me Taking it to never breaking it Or even shaking it Grooving it And always moving it Cause I'm not faking it Pulling out rhymes Like books off the shelf Born in England Raised a holler Stop to go for myself This is stone cold rhyming No frills, no fluffs And it's no accident That these rhymes sound tough I'm going off baby There's no turning back I'm on your TV On your album cassette And a track And when the show is finally finished I'll be taking my bow My name is Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 2nd, 2012. What's going on? It's the first week of July. Oh my God, the summer is just flying by. I can't, can you believe it? Can you believe that it's, it's July? Can you believe that we spent all of June going, can you believe it's June? I hate people who say that, even though I make fun of it all the time, which probably annoys the shit out of you, but I hate people who fucking live in the past, you know? Like, what did you think that you were going to achieve in June? You know, did you get a sunburn? Good. Well, then it was a good month. Yes, time is flying by. Yes, you are going to fucking die. So why don't you quit sitting around talking about how it's going by, and why don't you go do something? Huh? Hypothetical person that I never even heard say this shit. Do you know there's allegedly an asteroid? Not allegedly. I guess there is an asteroid. I mean, for all I fucking know, there isn't one. It's not like I have a telescope. It's goddamn scientist. I think they do that just so they can keep... <laughs> they can have a job. They just look through this giant telescope. Nobody else looks through it. What'd you see? Dude, there's 
an asteroid heading right towards us, man. It's going to kill everybody. Unless you give us $4 billion. Bunch of fucking nerds. That's, I think the scientists at that level, they're, they're just like bankers at that level. Just complete corrupt pieces of shit. You know, every once in a while you see a good one. You know, you meet an honest one that'll sit there and be like, you know, ah. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. We've pretty much mapped out all the way to the end of the universe, and uh, I still have just as many questions as when I started, which, once again, is why uh, that, that poor Metheus or whatever the fuck it was called was such a good movie. Why can't I remember the names? Um, so anyways, it's supposed to be evidently there's this asteroid heading right towards us, you know? And rather than just letting it happen, you know? And just ending the fucking movie. We're going to send some shit up there to try to land on it and make fuck with its trajectory. We're going to we can shoot some stuff at it. And then and then what? And then what? We're going to keep living until we destroy the entire fucking atmosphere and just make this whole place unlivable. All right, we're done. It's over. You know what I mean? You ever go to a fucking uh, like Vegas or you go to Atlantic City and you look up on a billboard and you're like, that motherfucker is still doing shows. What is he doing? It's over. Nobody fucking cares. Go fucking figure out how to make your own jam, you know, your own jelly and start a, start a new business. No one wants to fucking listen to you sing that goddamn song that was a hit in 1974. The day the music died. Can you imagine that poor bastard singing that song? Is he even still alive? If he's dead, it's because of that song. And I've been singing that for 40 fucking years. And they were singing, bye. Oh, Madonna did a cover of that, didn't she? <clears throat> did she do a house version? <clears throat> some gay guys with some tied-off shirts behind her. Making it new, yet keeping it old. Um, she's a... Uh, you know what's amazing about her? Because she continued to work out. You know what's fucking incredible? Her body is like, you know, looks like a fucking 18-year-old. But there's some reason that, that you can't, you can't uh, work out on your face. There's no, like, face pull-ups. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck if you get that facelift shit and everything. You know, you still look old. You just can't, you can't fucking beat it. Which is why you don't sit around going, oh, my God, it's fucking July already. Ugh, with your Bud Light and your cigarette, shut your face, you freckled whore. Um, <laughs> I live in the past a lot. I do. Every morning when I take my dog for a walk, I listen to fucking music. And half the time, I'm fan. I'm always fantasizing that's me singing it and playing. Like, do you guys do that shit? Like, you're, uh, like the, you know, like a utility infielder that can, like, play any position. Like, I can play every instrument when I'm listening to the song. And whoever is the standout in the, that moment of the song, whether it be the singer the, or the fucking tambourine player, whatever's stealing my focus, that's who I am. And half the time, I'm doing it 30 years ago in my high school auditorium. And the whole cl- school is going, wow, that guy is awesome. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll actually step out of the fantasy and go, Bill, you know, there's really something fucking wrong with you. And then I just laugh, you know. Oh, I throw my head back and I cackle. And then my dog looks at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then she takes a shit and I pick it up. <clears throat> That's my morning. 
That's how my morning works. Then I come back and I make myself a little breakfast. Um, underrated. Fucking. <laughs> that's such a Boston. Fucking cooking. Cooking for yourself and even more underrated, cooking for your friends. I actually, uh, I worked with uh, Kevin Shea. Fucking hilarious. Jason Lawhead, Cleveland Zone, and that's not a lie. That's the truth. Cleveland Zone, Jason Lawhead, who's just growing by leaps and bounds, keeps getting funnier. And uh, I actually, I made those guys a dinner before we went out, before we went out to uh, Ontario, the Inland Empire. I was teasing them all fucking weekend about that name, the fucking Inland Empire. Who do you guys plan on conquering next? Just saying shit like that. Um, it really is a impressive, badass name. Because I, I think they actually call it the IE, which is really bad. You should just call it the Inland Empire. You know, when you just have a regular name like Pittsburgh, you got to come up with something to try to like jazz it up. Like, you know, when, when you're coming to the Berg, when you coming to be more, you know. And it's yeah. Oh, I almost said the most corniest joke ever. Can you be more douchey? Ugh, really? Fuck you. It's Monday morning. I'm entitled to that. Um, but if you live in a place. It's the Inland Empire. You, you, you don't you don't have to fucking. You don't have to make up a name. You know what that fucking reminds me of? I remember a long time ago at the height, at the tail end of the height of that fucking Def Jam style of, of stand-up comedy where you could just talk about white people like they were borderline retarded and white people would just sit there and laugh even though none of it made sense and you could even relate to it. But the political correctness needle was at its peak, so you, you just felt like you had to laugh because if you didn't, then you were maybe some roundabout racist. Do you remember that? Or was that just my world? Um, I saw this one-man show uh, on Broadway, and this guy was doing this whole bit, and he goes, yeah, me and my, all my friends, this Latin dude, he goes, me and my friends, would go, we'd go into Maddie Hattie. And then he goes, that's Manhattan for all you white people. And everybody laughed. And it's like, I, I, I just right there, I just zoned out of it that whole fucking show. It's like, fuck you, you cunt. You think I can't figure that out? Like that's some sort of, like you're, like you're some Apache and I'm the goddamn Japanese and I can't break the fucking code. I'm, I'm in Manhattan, you dumb cunt. It's not like I'm watching this in Kentucky. I'm in fucking Manhattan. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking remix the name of this the goddamn town I'm in. And it is a town. Manhattan is a town. I know it's a bunch of people there and everything, but it's really fucking small. With no traffic, you can drive from one end to the other in like 10 minutes. I mean, you're hauling ass, but you can do it on the, on the, on the highways on the side. I mean, you can do that with any fucking town out there, right? And they just got everybody jammed together and fucking, you know, shooting up into the sky. That's the thing about New York. I, I told you that before is, is like you got to uh, – you should live there at some point in your life and do it sooner rather than later. Do it in like your 20s. And then a little bit into your 30s and then get the fuck out. That's perfect. That's fucking perfect. I was just talking to Nia about that this morning. We were cracking up about it, like how we, we got out. I mean, I actually stayed there too long, but got out at the right time. You know what I mean? You know what it is about, man? You just can't get any fucking privacy. Everybody's just jammed in with each other. And then, like, you don't give a fuck when you're young, when you can go out and drink until fucking three in the morning, wake up, still have abs, and go to work at seven in the morning, you know, to fuck with some third world country's economy or whatever the hell it is those cunts do down on Wall Street, right? You can do that. But fucking, 
you start getting into your 30s and it's, you just you can't do it anymore. You just want to come home and you want fucking space. And you, you want quiet. <clears throat> you know? You can't fucking sit there. And then there's going to be some new 20-something-year-old moving in next year. He's going to be fucking raging for three years and going through breakups and fucking screaming at fucking girlfriends and all that crap. And then there's going to be the person down the hall that's like 10 years older than you. All right? And you're starting to see them slipping into that, you know, getting a few too many pets, becoming like agoraphobic. You know what I mean? It just gets depressing after a while. So now it's, it's, now it's great. I can live out here, and then I'll come back there. I'll do a gig. I hang for like a week, and then I get the fuck out of there. But I got to admit, when I go into the, the comedy clubs, it's, fuck, it's horrific. I walk in, and I'm looking for familiar faces. My eyebrows are up, and I'm looking around, and there's nobody there that I remember anymore. And it, yeah, I, it fucking kills me. It's, it's why I hate going home to my hometown. I hate it. Because I moved away so long ago, when I go back, it's like a fucking time warp. And I think I'm going to walk around town seeing people that I know, and I, and I don't see anybody. And then maybe you run into somebody that you do know, and hopefully they've been going to the gym. Because if they haven't, they're going to quickly remind you how fucking old you are. And I swear to God, at that point, I want to kill myself. Um, then what the fuck do I do? How do I get out of that depression? That's been my whole... I don't know what the fuck is in my throat here. Ah-hem! Hang on a second. Hang on one second. I got to fucking hang on. All right, I'm back. I had to hit pause there. One of the rare times I have to hit the pause button. I just went outside and I just, I just you know, hocked it up and just spit <laughs> all over these plants. And the second I did it, I started laughing because I know the plants are just like, fuck, really? You know? Plants. Poor bastards. You know what sucks about being a plant is you can't fucking, you can't, like, move. You can't, like, you know, oh, here comes some fucking spittle and just sort of, like, slip a punch. Yeah, I think that's what sucks about being a plant Plant is you can't you can't slip a punch. That would be my number one reason, you know? And then you're sitting there and a bunch of fire ants or whatever the fuck they are, some sort of insect, locusts, just start eating you and you're just sitting there. You know, it's like you got fucking cement shoes on. You know, I bet after this fucking asteroid, if it mercifully hits this fucking planet, all right, and ends us, and we go down just like the dinosaurs, like, I think plants are going to take over next, and there's going to be a big moment in their life when one of them finally has the sense to pull, like, part of their roots out of the ground and just move over a couple inches. Then they'll gradually, they'll grow feet, right? And then... uh once they do that, then you'll probably have your first, like, hand-to-hand combat. Somebody's going to get raped, you know? And then they'll invent some stuff, and then they'll think that they're special, and then they'll invent this invisible guy in the sky, and then they'll fight over who has the right invisible guy, and then another asteroid's going to hit. That's what I think keeps happening. I think God just keeps making shit and waiting for people to fucking figure it out. And he just keeps going, ah, God, these ones are dumb too, right? You ever think like what he's doing on this planet is it's like somebody trying to build a hot rod, you know, and we're like the transmission and we just keep slipping and they just, ah, fuck this. You know what? This doesn't fit this engine. And then he just fucking <laughs> throws an asteroid at the goddamn thing. No? Well, I do. Anyway, so I was mentioning earlier that I – um Cleo! Cleo, come here. 
Hang on a second. Cleo! Get in here. Sit down. This fucking dog goes out there. I don't understand her. She goes out. I left the door open. She goes out in the backyard. And she lays in the sun until she's panting like she just ran a marathon. Then she gets up, drinks a bunch of water, and then lays in the shade. And then does it all over again. And then at some point, she fucking goes over and just starts eating the grass. Little blades of grass. And it gets stuck in the back of her throat. And then she goes... (laughs) For the rest of the fucking day. Why do you do that? Huh? What are you going to involve where you can fucking speak to me? All right, get over there and lay down. Please. Do it. Do as I say. Hey, where you going? Cleo, get over here. Fucking walk away from me on my podcast. Lay down. Down. Sit. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. All right, go outside. Go on. Get out of here. See that? That's why I'm going to be a horrible parent. All right, here's a fucking ice cream. Um, anyways, yeah, so cooking for somebody is fucking great. It's, you know what I love about it? There's, there's a rush that comes as, as they're coming over. You know, you're trying to time it so it's fucking perfect. You're trying to make it look good. And then there's this panic that you're going to fuck it up and that there's going to be this awkward silence because it sucks. Right. And this is the thing. I'm cooking for two comedians. So if it sucks, they're going to tell me, especially that cunt Kevin Shea. He doesn't give a fuck. That guy, you know. Kev, by the way, is, is an unbelievable singer, but he's embarrassed. Um, I don't know. He has, like, this hidden talent. Like, he fucking, I caught him one time when I walked in the green room. He was singing by himself. Was, I thought he had the fucking radio on. He's unbelievable. So, uh, ladies, get him to sing for you when you go and see him out on the road. Kevin Shea, S-H-E-A. Um, so, anyways, I fucking, uh, yeah, there's, like, this rush. Like, are they going to like it? I think I think it sucks. And uh, fortunately, I pulled it off, and they loved it. And uh, I didn't get trashed by them the entire fucking way out there. That would have been a long drive. Who the fuck told you you could cook? Um, you're listening to the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. I hope you're having a good Monday. Settling into the July 4th weekend or middle of the week. Don't you hate when, like, the July 4th? What's it? What's it uh, a Wednesday? Second, third, fourth? Yeah, Wednesday. Ah, that fucks you. You know what I mean? Because if it's a Tuesday, if it lands on a Tuesday or a Thursday, maybe they'll give you that Monday or that Friday off. You could somehow get a four-day fucking weekend out of it. Or even still, even if they don't give you the Friday, you just go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You get fucking Thursday off. You dick around on Friday. You're still half-cocked from the fucking barbecue, right? And then it's the weekend. It's a great fucking time. But when it falls on the Wednesday... Those cunts make you come in Monday, Tuesday. You take a little bit of a break, then Thursday, Friday. Ah, you know, you're still getting a day off out of it. But you know, you know what I mean. When it lands on that Monday or it lands on that fucking Friday. Okay, in my world, that's America. If I was president, July 4th would always be on a Monday. Definitely, definitely would be on a Monday every fucking year. And people are, well, you know, that actually lands on the 7th. And I'd be like, hey, who picks up the red phone? Me or you? All right, go fuck yourself then, okay? It's on the 7th this year. Do we even know that they signed it on the fucking 4th? Do we? Four score and seven years ago. Did somebody really say that? Do you have any fucking idea? Oh, by the way, I actually saw uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter this past week. And uh, I got to tell you, um, 
I got tickets for free before you think I'm the dumbest person on the planet. But I actually had faith in that movie because I was like, all right, there has to be a reason they made this because this just seems like the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard in my life. And I went and I saw it and there was really no surprise. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was just a vampire hunter who happened to be Abraham Lincoln. And they just invented all of this shit. I'm sure it was a good book, maybe. I don't think it was. It was like some nerd shit. And I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have seen it. That <laughs> was all right. I was drinking when I saw it. I was fucking hammered by the end of it. You know what I mean? It's like when your team goes down 11 runs, fucking two innings in. You're like, ah, fuck it. Might as well drink. What are we going to do? Go home to the wives? You know what I'm saying? Right? Uh, yeah. Um... You know, it was the worst part was it was in 3D, and I fucking hate 3D movies. I really hate it. That's just that right there. When a movie's in 3D, that is a very secretive little fucking nod and a wink going, hey, hey, this movie sucks. This movie sucks so bad, we had to make shit float around you to keep it mildly entertaining. I hate 3D. And you know what sucks about 3D now is they fuck it. They're making shit in 3D that doesn't even need to be in 3D. You know, back in the day, all right, Friday the 13th, part three in 3D, you know, he shot that fucking arrow and it comes at you. All right, cool. That was cool. But like nowadays, the guy's like, "Uh, Abraham, here's your pen. The guy just reads hands a pen. Like, Why is that in 3D? Am I supposed to say, wow, it was almost like he was handing that pen to me. That thing that actually happens to me in real life. That happens to me in real life. A guy with a hockey mask on shooting an arrow at me does not fucking happen. Near a lake or not near a lake, it doesn't fucking happen. Make that in 3D. Don't just have somebody sitting at a fucking desk in 3D so I feel like I'm in the office. Ah, it's so fucking stupid. You know what I mean? God, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. Um, you know what? How about, how about a little bit of advertising? A little bit of advertising. Oh, jeez. I have to keep putting the fucking password in this. Why do I have to have a password on my computer as if what I'm doing on this thing is so goddamn important? Top secret. What is a password? What is a password? We can't have the world have access to your shit jokes. All right. Um, no, I'm in the wrong area here. I'm in the wrong area. Find it. Find it. Here it is. Okay. Quick advertising. Only two. Only two this week. All right. Amazon.com, everybody. Hey, do you go to Amazon.com and you buy yourself some Freddie Mercury tank tops and dance around your bathroom, you know, sweating it up, right? Well, um, if you'd like to uh, donate to my podcast and the Wounded Warrior Project, just go to BillBird.com, click on the podcast page, take your pretty little eyes, scan over to the right, you're going to see the Amazon uh, banner. You click on that, it brings you right to Amazon, and then purchase till your heart is fulfilled. You don't have to buy anything. I'm not saying that. There's no pressure here. This is the soft sell. I'm leaning back right now. I got my hands up in the air like, hey, you know, I didn't touch them. That's this how, how I'm doing this whole sales thing, okay? So don't feel like I'm pressuring you. You can walk right out of the showroom. I'm all right with it. I made myself a turkey sandwich and an apple. I'll take my lunch. Um, it doesn't raise the price or anything. You buy whatever you want on Amazon, and then they kick a percentage back to me, and I take 10% of that. I give it, and then I, I, I round it up to the nearest 100. I'm going to actually kick in some even more. I've been, been doing all right lately, and it's just a great cause. It, it makes you feel good. 
So um, if, if you do it, God bless you. If you don't, I understand. Hands are up. Hey, not trying to make you do anything you don't want, sir, ma'am, sunny boy. All right, advertising number two, Gamefly.com. Gamefly.com, are you sick of the real world and want to disappear in 8,000 video games where you're a hero instead of the person you truly are? We all do. Listen, Gamefly.com, 8,000 videos. That is insane. They'll mail them to your home or they'll take them directly to your PC. Um, When you're done uh, playing them, you can mail them back and the process continues. Monthly fees are a fraction of what a new game costs. Yeah, this is why this totally makes sense because once you're done with the game, Nine times out of ten, what do, you, what, is, what do you do? It's just more clutter. It's just another stack of crap you have to put in a box when you go to move. All right? This is, this is what I would do if I was a gamer. All right? If I was a gamer, I would go do Gamefly.com. I'd play all those games. I'd send back all the ones that I'm done with and I don't care about. And then the special ones, I'd just buy those. Be perfect. And then I get to sample everything. You know what I mean? It's like finding a wife. And you got 8,000 women coming. Right? You get to hook up with all of them. <laughs> this is like what, what they promised the terrorists. And you don't even have to blow yourself up. This is one of the greatest things ever. It, uh, the games fit PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, and even your PC. Uh, for Monday Morning Podcast listeners, uh, you get a free two-disc, 15-day trial. That's a $23 value. That's all it costs. That's almost free. But 15 days free, 8000 All the ladies you want. That's a metaphor for games uh, by going to www.gamefly.com slash burr or through the banner ad on billbird.com slash podcast page. All righty. There you go. And that's the advertising for this week. Wasn't that painless? <clears throat> by the way, by the way, I think it's time. I think we're about, you know, 17 minutes in. I think it's about time I patted myself on the back. How about that download speed last week? Huh? How about that? I didn't hear any complaining. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people bitch, moaning, and fucking, why your podcast take so long to download? Right? So I finally fixed the goddamn problem. And what do I get? I get like five tweets going, hey, I really appreciate it. You know, what happened to the rest of you cunts? You went on to bitch about something else? You don't like the photo on my fucking page? You know, you ever stop and thinking about, you know, maybe finding out what you're really upset about? Jesus Christ, could I use that advice, huh? Um, all right, let's talk about something in the news, shall we? Um, I actually, like I said, I didn't even watch any TV this week. This is just a really weird time of the year for me where the NHL and the NBA have ended. The NFL hasn't started up yet. I'll watch a little Wimbledon. I'll watch a little bit of that World Cup soccer. What the fuck you call it? The European Championship. I wrote for Germany. I'm mostly German. You know, I root for those guys. Who'd they lose to? They lost to Italy, and then Spain kicked the shit out of Italy. Um, it's great. I can watch any sport when a, a championship is on the line. I don't give a shit what it is because you f- you feel that energy from the fucking crowd. You know what I mean? Like I would go – like if I was driving by a Little League field and somebody said that was the championship game of Little League, I would actually pull over and watch it from my car like a creepy pedophile. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I would, I would walk up and I would sit amongst the parents so they would, they would not feel uncomfortable. Um, but, like, I don't I – don't, uh, I stopped watching the news years ago. 
it just was, I couldn't watch it anymore. The same reason why I stopped going to church. I was just like, this isn't what's going on. What they're telling me isn't, is a guess. I, I just don't buy into it, you know? Other than, that's why I like sports. I like watching ESPN. Because what they say is true for the most part. The Phillies did win 2-1. to one. There was <laughs> 30,000 witnesses. They saw it happen. That other shit, when you start telling me what's going on in fucking Frankfurt or fucking Vienna or goddamn fucking Cairo, I don't, I don't know. Is it? Is that what happened? Is that footage actually from that? From that fucking place? Did that happen this week? Am I still going to keep asking questions? Will this ever end? I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, every once in a while I get in one of those in my brain. It just, I can't. I try to get out of it and then I just, it's like somebody else takes it over. Do you know those kind of people that do that shit when they're explaining something to you and then they start asking questions for you? Like if they were teaching you how to cook, you know? So you put the water in the pan. Do I bring it to a boil? Almost. Do I throw salt in? Not necessarily. And you're like, dude, who the fuck are you talking to at this point? Oh, here's a nice trick for you for your pasta that somebody taught me. You pour a little olive oil in there. Keeps the, uh, the pasta from sticking together. You know, evidently that's what the salt is supposed to do. I thought it flavored the water. I didn't realize that was supposed to help it not stick together. Um, oh, I made a great fucking meal. Not going to lie to you. Not going to fucking lie to you. Spaghetti and fucking meatballs. Delish. Um, anyways, it's like I said, I haven't been watching a lot of shit on the news. I, I just don't watch it. You know what? I think they, they should have to fucking sing the news the way they do in the Catholic Church. You know, there was a guy who got attacked by two monkeys in South Africa. He decided he was going to go down there and try to rehabilitate some chimpanzees that had been abused. And they turned around, dragged him for two kilometers and kicked the shit out of him. What a dumb fuck. Why would you fly across the world to get your fucking ass kicked? Did you guys hear about this dude? <laughs> South Africa, Texas student attacked by chimp improves. Thank God he improves. This poor fucking bastard. He's a ranger, right? He loves animals. This is the thing about animal lovers. You got to realize that once you go past a certain level of domestic animal and you start getting into the wild, no matter how much you love them, they're not going to love you back. <laughs> wild animals are like that dick you shouldn't have gone out with. You know, that person who cheated on you, that person who just doesn't have your back. Wild animals do not have your back. Your dog has your back. Your cat, borderline. Cats kind of have that creepy vibe that if shit went bad, they'd side with the, the intruder. You know what I mean? Fish, they just don't have any fucking say. They're like a Stepford wife. You know? That's why dogs are the best. They, it's, it, they truly fucking love you. My dog fucking loves me. We'll be on a walk, and all of a sudden she just look at me. It's almost like she's smiling. You know? How fucking warped do I sound? She's probably just panting, and it looks like she's smiling. She's probably going like, why does he have this fucking rope around my neck? This doesn't make any sense to me. If I really wanted to, I could rip his fucking face off. But in my world, I'm so in love with my dog. I'm, look, she's smiling at me. <laughs> but that's not bad when you just have a dog. I think people who fucking, you know... 
fuck with animals for a while, wild animals, they start thinking like, oh, look at the cheetah. Oh, she's playing. And all of a sudden, this fucking launches itself at you. All right. I believe that we came from monkeys. I believe that we came from the apes. I believe something else. So there's three in a row and this sounds smooth. Um, but I by no means think that, uh, that those fucking things like us. I don't give a shit if I teach it sign language and the chimp's sitting there going in sign language. Hey, I think you're a cool guy there, freckled face cunt. You know? There's no fucking way I'm ever going on the other side of the goddamn cage. This poor bastard was on the other... He was on the other side of the cage. He just got too close. That's how fucking insane a wild animal is chimpanzees they say have the strength of six six men this dude got attacked by two chimps that would be like getting attacked by a flash mob okay <laughs> like 12 fucking people they just grabbed this motherfucker by his ankles they reached underneath i mean i don't know what kind of bullshit cage they had it was like a compound you know so they put up that 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 cheap wire shit when you don't want a rabbit to come in and eat your lettuce, right, in your garden. Like, they put that shit up. So this fucking guy's sitting there, you know, is there going, <laughs> doing that shit. And he's like, what are you guys trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me, right? And he's trying to sign to him. You guys want to play Frisbee, right? And they're sitting there talking to each other going, just two more inches, two more inches. Look at this dumb motherfucker. He wants to play Frisbee, right? And they reach underneath, grab him by his fucking ankles, Strength of 12 men. They fucking pull them right underneath that goddamn thing. Like when you go to Quiznos and they stick your sub right through that poor excuse for a fucking uh, brick oven. Yank that motherfucker right underneath. Oh, my God. And then they dragged him for like another fucking two kilometers. However fucking far that is, I don't know. In my world, that's, uh, what's that, about a mile and a quarter? Because I know like 40 kilometers, like 60 kilometers is like 40 miles an hour. Who gives a fuck? They dragged this son of a bitch basically through the length of every football stadium in the NFL. And I can guarantee you it wasn't the nice turf that those guys play on. This was the natural habitat. Like I can't imagine the vice grip strength. Those, those fucking things, man, they'll rip your foot off, they'll rip your balls off, they'll rip your face off. They'll rip it off like you open a fucking Goddamn thing of yogurt. Goddamn ice cream when you just take the lid off. They do that to your face. What the fuck are you doing near these goddamn things? You know? Jesus fucking Christ. I would have two tranquilizer guns, and I would be wearing one of those fucking, you know, those suits you wear when you you think you're going to get bitten by a shark? That chain link shit? There's no fucking way. There's no way. Fucking catcher's mask welded to my face. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere in here. And not only that, these aren't just regular fucking chimps that have been swinging around eating bananas, occasionally eating another monkey alive, right? This isn't that shit. These are ones that were abused. They were already fucked with, okay? And having adopted a fucking abused dog and the goddamn schizo shit that that thing does, I can't fucking imagine a, a goddamn schizophrenic fucking ape, two of them. Strength of 12 goddamn men, and you're going to walk near the cage trying to sign, hey, how about the weather, Frank, or whatever fucking human name you gave him. You're out of your fucking, God bless you. Your heart's in the right place. Fortunately, this kid 
Doesn't seem like he had any damage like that. But, like, this dude was so in shock. Like, they were finally able to just, like, stitch him up and stabilize him. And evidently, he's not in critical condition. And it doesn't seem like... It seems like he still has his balls, his feet, and his face, which is incredible. But they say, you know, he, he has bite marks and, uh, and fractures, plural. Oh, my God, just treating you like a fucking rag doll. That is the most horrifying shit in the world to me. Nature is the most horrifying shit. I would rather have, oh, let's see. You know what? The human equivalent, someone has to come into my house with a fucking chainsaw. I can deal with the goddamn... I could deal with the machete. All right? I could deal with that. Chainsaws, that, that's hardcore. I could fuck a machete. I could deal with... I think I could fucking do the, the, the Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, stick my face out and then pull it back when you took a swing and then fucking try to take both your legs out. <laughs> ah, only hardcore boxing fans got that one. Um, but, th- I mean... If you were in a room with a chimp and that thing goes fucking apeshit, no pun intended, that thing is on the floor, it's up on the ceiling, it's across the room, it's like it's like a comet, and you're sitting there dealing with human speed. Dude, that's why we got the brains that we have. That's why we're so much smarter. We have to be because we're so fucking slow. You know what I mean? You ever see the white guy who gets dunked on in those highlight films? You know, that fucking guy that they bring off the bench when the team's either up by 30 or down by 30. That guy, that's what we are in nature. Even the fucking athletic humans, you, you know, we're nowhere near. Just think like a, how fast a fucking snake is. A fucking pit viper, viper right? Just, that thing fucking, you don't even, you're bit and that thing has left. Left the fucking building before you even before that signal from your fucking leg going, hey, we just got bit by a goddamn pit viper, even reaches your brain. That snake is already leaving. And then you go, and then the real is, and as the realization that you got bit hits you, you are, you're already collapsing. Why the fuck would you go out there? You know, I, I don't know. We, we had to be that fucking smart. I can't imagine that the goddamn fear... Back in the fucking day, you're walking around with a bunch of goddamn Neanderthals or whatever. Neanderthals, I guess is how you're supposed to say it. I said Neanderthal my entire life, but it's Neanderthal, I guess. And what, what else was there? There was two tribes. One of them died off. There was Neanderthals, and then there was the fucking Cro-Magnums. And I forget what the fuck we are. One of them won, and the other ones... <laughs> the other One of them was a little bit smarter, and the other ones were a little dumber. And the dumber ones died off. All right. And some people have a little bit of that Cro-Magnum or Neanderthal in them, you know, because, you know, they're people. They fuck. Right. It's going to be the dumbest educational podcast you're ever going to fucking hear. I just totally lost my train of thought. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, Neanderthals. Right. So. I can't imagine just fucking walking around. Did you ever see that shit when they did that whole thing on Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals? Like, one of them was, like, fucking slower, like the, the fucking white dude in the NBA. And one of them was a little bit quicker, a little bit smarter. So they fucking did this shit where, like, when they would show them, like, taking down some prehistoric bison, like, the fucking little smarter ones, 
you know, they could fucking, you know, that, that shit. They could slip a punch. They could throw a goddamn spear. They could do, they could do it from a fucking distance. Like this fucking jackass. He wasn't, he was too close to the goddamn cage. The fucking Cro-Magnus, whatever, the dumber ones, they would like fucking, they would just brute strength. They would fucking run and try to tackle the thing and someone would, you know, separate their shoulder or break an elbow and there's nobody around to set that shit. Every step in your fucking non-existent shoes and your big stupid prehistoric foot is just having that pain shoot through your body. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine sitting there looking out of a cave and everything is that much faster than me and I don't have a fucking door. I don't have a gun. You just must be just sitting there like, uh, and you can't really communicate to the other person because language hasn't been developed yet. So you're just having that what the fuck look on your face. That was probably one of the first phrases invented. Like, are you shitting me? Or or can you fucking believe this? (laughs) I don't know. But God bless that dude. You're an animal lover. I totally know where you're coming from. But for the love of fucking God, those things are not your friends. Okay? I don't know. Start P90X and, and stay away from that fucking cage. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? I'm getting dragged away by two fucking abused chimps. And you know goddamn well he saw that fucking Oprah one episode where that woman came on with no face. I know he was fucking thinking of that shit. I hate those motherfuckers. You know what it is? I like gorillas. I hate chimpanzees and I hate those little monkeys. The little motherfuckers that throw their shit at you. I can't stand those fuckers, and I, I hate chimpanzees. I always hated those motherfuckers. I didn't know why, and now I know why. That was my inner fucking whatever the fuck caveman telling me, get the fuck out of here. Go back to the cave, stupid. <laughs> I don't trust them. I don't, I don't trust those fucking things. You ever go to the zoo and you just fucking you just, your eyes meet with like a lion? Just th- that fucking look on their face when they, they – they, it's – I've said this before. It's like when, the same look like when a hooker looks at you. Like it's it's the real deal, you know? This isn't some fucking bullshit flirting, playing hard to get, get a couple drinks out of you. It's, yeah, you got 20 bucks. I will suck your dick. What? You know? Lions got that same look on their face. Like, yeah, if, you know, if you weren't in that fucking armored vehicle or on the other side of this, yeah. If I was hungry, I would eat you, and uh, no matter how much you screamed, I wouldn't give a shit. It would actually excite me more to rip your fucking head off. There's no way. There's no way. There's no fucking way. That's why I watch all those animal things, man. I'm fascinated, and I, and I, lo- and I, I appreciate all those people that put themselves in harm's way because there's no other way to really gauge how strong an animal is until you see it slap around a human being. Like, I can't watch two fucking grizzly bears wrestle and slap each other. They're, they're in the same weight class. You know what I mean? If I see him bitch slap a human being then I'm, and watch the guy's head spin around a couple times, I was like, wow. All right? I get that. I, I can now gauge that. It's like, yeah, like like uh, kilometers versus miles. Oh, Jesus. All right, I think we killed that subject. Um, moving along. Holy fuck. 40 minutes in. I mean, I got a bunch of good emails this week, too, so I got to get to this shit. All right. Um, by the way, if you'd like to email me and tell me to shut the fuck up or uh, ask me a question or anything, uh, the official podcast email is bill at the mmpodcast.com. Bill 
at the capital M, capital M, capital P, oddcast.com. That's it. All right. Okay. Here's the first question. Alcohol. Hey, fuckhead. What's your favorite type of beer? How often do you drink hard alcohol? Not sure why I want to know so badly, but for some reason I do. Go fuck a pole. <sighs> you know, people, just because I have an over-the-top podcast doesn't mean that I don't have feelings too. That was a guy like I've been such a cunt to everybody who's written into me. Like he's like, all right, I'm going to be a cunt to you first. So I guess I deserve that. All right. What are the questions here? What's your favorite type of beer? Uh, all depends. It all depends. Um, there's beers that I like because they take me back to a fun time in my life. Michelob Light, Budweiser. Every time, if I haven't had those beers for a while, Michelob Light's the first beer I got drunk on, and Budweiser was the king of beers. And I, can't, I was a child of the 80s where you actually got a tattoo of the Budweiser label on your arm, you know, as opposed to this fucking shit people do nowadays with Chinese writing. And I don't know, that's even old. Um, so, like, whenever I drink that shit, it just takes me back to, like, uh, when I lived in Massachusetts, season tickets to the Pats, fucking Bruins. Boston Garden, you know, trying to fucking get laid, you know, working in a warehouse, no fucking debt, you know, all that shit. So um, I've tried the snobby beers. You know, it's funny. I don't like Belgian beers. I, I, don't, I don't mind Blue Moon, but I don't. They're, they're too sweet. They got that sweet taste in them. I don't like that. I like beer more with a bite. I like German beers. Um, Yeah, it all depends. I had like a fucking major thing with, with Guinness for the longest fucking time. And then I went over to Ireland and I tried the Guinness over there and I couldn't tell the difference. I was like, I thought it's supposed to taste better over here. And I drank it all fucking week because I loved it. And then when I came back to the States, then the shit that they had in the States tasted like ass. And I've never kind of been able to go back to it. So I don't even know if I answered the question. And how often do I drink hard alcohol? Uh, not that much. But when I do... Oh, Jesus. Um, I like uh, scotch and I like whiskey. I do. You know, I saw somebody recently who's been just drinking nonstop, like always embraced the lifestyle. You know, cigar smoking, fucking whiskey drinking, hardcore. And, oh, my God. Dude, you can do that for a little while, but you do that shit into your 50s, man. You get like... You get that your bottom lip always looks like you just put fucking chapstick on it, you know, and then you get this big head. You look like this guy. He looked like a fucking old woman. I can't even tell you. He still has like a great head of hair, and he had like this badass rock star haircut that was a little short. But because his head was so fucking big and his torso was all fucking, you know, man titted out, that's what he looked like. He looked like an Eastern European 60-year-old woman. You know those women who look like they could rip a tree out of the ground? <laughs> I think Bill Maher said that. They asked him why uh, he doesn't drink anymore. He goes, yeah, you know, after a while you start looking like Ted Kennedy. He's absolutely right. Um, all right. Beef curtain advice. And for those of you in the States, that's a slang for the hoo-ha. Beef curtains. Do the math. Think about it. All right. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Here's the situation. I have a wonderful girl in my life. Oh, what, what? She doesn't know how to fuck? That's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing this is the way it's going. I have a wonderful girl in my life. Great attitude, humor, big tits, nice ass, and a good family. Jesus Christ, dude. Marry this girl. 
Sure, it seems good for now, but I have one issue. She also has some mean beef curtains. Then he put in parentheses, pussy lips, just in case I didn't know. Uh, that kind of bug me, bug the ever-living shit out of me whenever we get down to the dirty business. So much so, so to the point I looked up some cosmetic surgery that basically gives the beef curtains a trim job and beauties the vagina. Wow, dude. Wow. All right. Now, before I read the rest of this, if you're going to fucking ask me how to have this conversation, like, listen, love, I love you. I love you. I love your family. I love you, your heart, everything. But is there any way you could trim your beef curtains? <laughs> Maybe you can get away with it because you got that cool accent. I don't know. But she has it, too, so she's not going to give a fuck. You can maybe pull this off with some foreign chick. Anyways, um, so he looks up cosmetic surgery to try to beautify the vagina. Now, I know by now I must sound like a douchebag focusing on the little things. No, because women do that, too. Women focus on little things. Like, that. that's a serious issue, dude. Sex is a big fucking thing. But anyways, he says, but my thinking is, is I'm truly going to pull the trigger... He spelt it that way. And keep this woman all to myself for the rest of my life. Aren't I entitled to have a great-looking vag to look at for as long as our bodies don't wrinkle away? Wow. I know there's a lot of women are fucking annoyed by this one. Yeah, what about your fucking dick and your wrinkled balls? <laughs> Why don't you get a facelift for your sack there, buddy? I know they're all saying that. Um, how can I ever bring this option up to her without... I knew he was going to ask me without completely destroying her feelings or making her hate me for being so pussy conscious. Thanks for the read. Now go fuck yourself. All right. This is a simple one. Dude, there is no fucking way you can bring that up to her without absolutely completely destroying her feelings. So you either need to accept this or you have to, you have to let her go. That's it. That's it. I mean, I would think that if you actually truly cared about this girl, now all the chicks are going to be like, oh, I knew he had a heart underneath all those C words. Um, if you truly care about this girl, uh, I would think that that wouldn't matter. You know, and if she looks the way she she's saying, you're saying that she looks. I mean, what what are we talking here? Like, how how far down are these things hanging? Is it like, you know, it's <laughs> I mean, if she got them, both of them pierced, could you, like, do, like, uh, could you, like, <laughs> oh, that's bad. I was say, could you be, like, do, like, that Olympic, what the fuck is that thing? You're on the rings. Could you do that and still swing your feet up and not hit her pussy? Are we talking like it's that bad? You know? If you did the Iron Cross, would your head be in her pussy? Like, how far are these things hanging down? Hey, now, what's the deal with beef gardens? All right, dude, there's no way. There's, there's no fucking way, and don't, don't do that to her because she can't do anything about that. If she had a problem with her fucking vaginal area, you would have known by now because she would have been self-conscious and she would have brought it up the way sometimes girls do about parts of their bodies. And they are super self-conscious about their bodies because we're so fucking visual, all right? I told you one time one of the first girls I ever hooked up with, when I got her shirt off and her bra off, she rolled her eyes, and I thought she was thinking that I, I, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not doing it for her. Like, she's rolling her eyes like this guy's lame. And I found out later she was self-conscious about the size of her breasts. 
So I totally took it the wrong fucking way. I made it all about me because I'm self-involved. So, uh, don't, yeah, don't do that to her, all right? Either you can that, – that's one you just silently have in your head. Either you accept that shit or you move on. But there's no reason to hurt this person because you're a sh- shallow cunt like me. All right? All right. Um, cheers. <laughs> Sister – what is it? Sister – Sister's a th- – oh, Christ. I can't even fucking read it. You know what it is? I put it into a different document, and it doesn't show it. For some reason, capital letters don't show up in this. This new fucking computer, I'm uh, just not liking it. I have to read this because I think this is a funny title. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know what's funny? I always do that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You know what that's from? A long time ago when fucking... uh, When uh, Eric Clapton did uh, Unplugged. And they played that stupid, would you know my name? Like nine million times that fucking summer and you want to kill yourself. But he, he's he got a moment during that that is unplugged where he starts a song and he fucks up and he goes, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. For some reason, that is stuck in a loop in my head. Anytime I fuck up, I saw that thing 20 years ago. And anytime I fuck up to this day, I go, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, all right. Sisters A through C. Here we go. Uh, tired of giving advice to guys with psycho-suicidal girlfriends or people with STDs? Well, I got something a bit lighter for you here. Uh, kind of like the Coors Light version of your typical advice. Thank you. And it's perfect for the middle of summer. Let me kick my feet back on this one. So I know this lady who I've been friends with uh, for a while now and banged one time. She's the oldest of three sisters, so we all call her Sister A. About two years ago, I made out with Sister B in a club, not my initiative, um, and ended up having sex with her the same night. Jesus Christ, dude. I went out with her. Dude, do they have like that thing on the back of their SUV where they have the stick figures of the the entire family and you just slowly keep Xing them out? (laughs) And the family doesn't understand. Is somebody trying to kill my daughters? No, just trying to fuck all of them, sir. Well, that's a relief. All right. Um, Anyways, I went out with her for a while. Oh, this is Sister B. And it was surprisingly not awkward when we were hanging out all together, even though everyone knew the situation. Jesus Christ. What southern state are you in, sir? Um, I'll go fuck yourself, people down south. That was funny. Um, Some months later, Sister B left me for one one of my friends and got over it quickly enough. Oh, and you got over it quickly enough. And nowadays, I'm still in contact with Sister A and B since I'm not the kind of guy that holds a grudge for that kind of stuff. Well, there you go. It's very mature, which means you really didn't give a fuck about either one of them. So why are you going to be all upset, you know, like you own their pussy once you fuck it? I hate, when, I hate when guys do that. Anyways, recently, since Sister C started talking to me more frequently, after talking for a bit, she said she could pose for me since I'm a painter and she's a model and a 10 all the fucking way, I might add. Oh, you fucking creep. You fucking creep. You fucking creep. So she was a 10 the whole time. So basically, you're in a holding pattern, banging her older sisters, waiting until this girl was of age so you could fucking paint her. Jesus Christ. I got to, you know, I might have to stand up and applaud this one. This guy's taking it to another level. Dude, this is a fucking epic situation here. So he goes, so here's my question. Does that proposition mean anything? 
Dude, you need my advice? I need advice from you. How, how do you fuck every girl in the same family? Jesus Christ, this is like... Do you know how long there's been a, it's been since there's been a triple crown winner in horse racing? The last time someone won the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Breeders' Cup? Is that what it is? Or is that a soccer match? I don't fucking know. I don't own a fucking horse. Since the late 70s. I would guarantee that it's been since the late 70s since somebody has, who's banged three. I think a lot can do two in one family. But to get all fucking three. Dude, three. Two is uh, respectable. Three is. It, no, it's beyond respectable. Dude, three. Okay. Everybody knows three is in the sporting world. Dude, that, that's a fucking dynasty. Okay. You just put yourself in there with fucking Bill Russell. You put yourself in there with 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 the fucking uh, Magic Johnson Lakers, you know. I wouldn't say the Kobe Lakers, you know. When you go out and you get Phil Jackson and fucking Shaq, that that's that new shit that the kids like. I don't like that shit. Um, either way, dude, you're talking fucking dynasty. Oh wait, Magic never won three in a row, but he had the Celtics to fuck with, and they won three out of four years. Give me a fucking break. Um, so here's my Michael Jordan. There we go. So here's my question. Does that proposition mean anything? Is it a trap? Should I try to bang her? Should I try and bang her too and get a third strike or keep my dick in my pants and avoid a potential shitstorm? And if yes, do you have any tips, special tips on this special situation? All my friends are telling me to do so, but I thought I'd ask a more refined mind like yourselves before I did a move. Dude, you're looking at me like, dude, you're beyond me right now, okay? This is like Bull Durham. I'm I'm fucking Kevin Costner. I'm 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 a lifer. Okay, you're you're, you're going up to the show, hitting brand new balls every fucking day. I, I you tell me. Okay, I never banged two girls in one fucking family. You know, I was psyched if I was able to tag a couple of friends and we were all hanging out at a bar one night and you get that feeling like I fucked both of you and you both knew it and you both loved it. I hope. Please please tell me you liked it. Did you like it? Was I okay? Um. <laughs> Dude, I think you got to do it. You got to do it. You know, you, you've been above board the whole time. Sister A, Sister B, they all fucking knew everything, right? Now, I understand this is a little delicate, okay? He's trying to snip the last wire here. This is the kid's sister. Is, is it going to blow up in your fucking face? Uh, it's worth it, dude. It's worth it. It's worth losing a couple of limbs in your nose on this one. You got to do it. The fuck, you know? Dude, what the fuck? She says to you, uh, yeah, you're, you're a painter. Oh, let me take my clothes off and you can paint my fucking twat. That's not art, dude. That's foreplay. Give me a fucking break. It'd be one thing if you're in a classroom of people. It's just you and she's standing there naked. Dude, that's like one of the... Have they ever done that porn that scenario in a porn? Jesus Christ, you might have found a new angle. Dude, that's phenomenal. That is fucking phenomenal. Dude, you got to do it. You got to do it. Did John Elway retire when he only got one? He came back for another, right? You got to do it, dude. You do what? Dude, that's like when Bush fucking, the first Bush, he stopped and he didn't get Saddam. You got to go all the way on this one, man. <laughs> all right? You got to be like Marlon Brando in fucking Apocalypse Now. You just you just you just accept the fact you left the program. 
All right? And I don't care how mad these girls get. Dude, you are at the precipice of becoming an absolute fucking legend. Legend. Who, who can, who, who's going to be able to top that? Dude, there are celebrities who've had orgies. They've had five-on-ones and all that type of shit. Okay? But I guarantee you they never fucked three fucking girls in the same family when they weren't famous. Not famous. You're doing this shit with the gift of gab, whatever the fuck you're doing. Dude, you do this, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. That's you know, that's what you should do. Collection of the most amazing pussy getting stories ever that you can somehow confirm. All right? And it has to be none of that bullshit. The second you get famous, you get money. That doesn't count. All right? That's garbage time. Okay? They put the fucking second team in there and you just fucking hitting layups. That's bullshit. I'm talking about just regular dude, you you talk yourself into it. Dude, you're a fucking legend. You got to do it. All right? There's my halftime speech. I'm going to quote Joe Bartnick, quoting John Madden. Today is going to be the greatest day of your life, but only if you win. All right? You got to do it. You got to fucking do it. All right. Here we go. Next one. Uh, Bill, fight over a picture with you. Dearest Billiam. My girl and I drove up from San Francisco to see you in San Jose. You didn't drive up. You drove down. If up to you means south, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, And it was awesome. Thank you. Uh, We were at the show where that lunatic in the front row was giving you a pastry or a pumpkin after every fourth joke. Nah, they were nice. This fucking lady just like, lady, she fucking brought, she made an ACDC pumpkin. She, She made a bunch of muffins. And she brought cookies. It was like every, I guess I had three jokes about food. And she just sort of brought them up to the stage. She, she was nice. I know what you mean, though. It got a little crazy by the once she actually uh, made the ACDC pumpkin. Um, anyways, I've seen you three or four times. Uh, but this is the first time since I've been listening to, uh, first time since I've been listening to the podcast. So the show is over and my girl starts going on and on about how I need to get a picture with you. Uh, no offense, Burr, but I don't want a picture with you or with anyone. I don't know personally well. That's cool. He goes, uh, well, Megan, maybe Megan Fox. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm not offended. You think I like fucking standing there at the end of the show with people with the cell phone cameras that they hand to somebody else and they don't know how to work them. And then they fucking, you know, even when they hit the right button, you got to stand there for like nine seconds before it finally clicks. It's a nightmare. Um, so I'm glad one less person I had to do that with. So he goes, uh, anyways, and I just feel like I was some, if I was some pseudo celebrity, I wouldn't want to be taking pictures with any dudes. Dude, did you have to really bring me down to fucking earth like that? You cunt. This guy's a fucking cunt. I know what level I'm at. You fucking dick. You don't need to take my knees out. Anyways, um, what does he say? I don't want to take any pictures with dudes, just chicks. Yeah, that does make sense. Is this guy you know, see how this guy's like like trying to be my friend while he's subtly giving me shit? This is I call this the Greg Fitzsimmons. This is what Greg does. Greg compliments you and buries the insult in the middle. He's uh, I mean, for all I know, Fitzsimmons is do this. Fitzsimmons wrote this because I think he realizes that I figured him out. So he's like, well, now what's another way I can get him? I know I'll send an email and pretend to be somebody else. 
Sorry, that's my conspiracy theory kicking in. Um, anyways, that's the whole point, right? So uh, I go to the bathroom, and when I get back in the line to get a pick with you, it's about 30 deep. My girl at this point is still nagging after I already told her I'm not interested in taking a picture with Bill Burr. Uh, now I got to get in. Now I got to turn into an asshole because she's still nagging me about this, and I have to sternly say I don't want to take a picture. <laughs> I'm not waiting in that line. I don't need you. Th- Thinking for me, let's go. Well, that's what you should do, but you shouldn't do it with anger. So we go outside, and she starts going on and on about me being homosexual. Yeah, that's her logic. I didn't wait in line to take a picture with you, so that automatically makes me queer. Queer, he said in insert Boston accent. I just kept asking her why was she trying to start a fight with me. Uh, We had a great time, and now this. I told her my hero growing up was Chris Cornell, and I wouldn't even want a picture with him or an autograph. I don't understand the desire to bug complete strangers for a picture or an autograph. Dude, I I totally get this. Uh, He goes, Florentine does it all the time and brags about it on his podcast, but he thinks uh, black dudes who keep the tags on their hats or match their shoes with their hats is gay. Uh, They're both gay, by the way. Oh, what, getting a picture on that? Dude, you just took a whole fucking left turn there. He goes, my girl isn't a fan of yours and thinks you're a sexist pig, but you turned her with your performance in San Jose. So what do you th- what do you make of this, Billiam? Yeah, that's weird. She didn't even like me, and then you go there, and then she's demanding that you get a picture. Am I queer because I didn't want to get in line and w- wait for- to take a picture for a half hour with you? Uh, no, you're not. You're a fucking guy who knows what he wants. You, wanted, you, you went there, you saw the show, you had a good time, you wanted to fucking leave. That's what you should have done. And what's with chicks trying to make you do shit you don't want to do? Um, I don't know. You got to ask them. I have no fucking idea. Because you know what it is? They feel that they know what's good for you. They honestly feel that. And they'll tell it to you with the straight face and then all their friends. Yeah, we do. If you just listen to us. Ha, ha, ha. Like they think that they have life figured out. And the reality is, is they have a part of life figured out, you know. And that's why you need them. You know, they have that fucking uh, let's spruce up the place. Let's uh, fucking do some shit that makes you feel uncomfortable. But secretly, you really want to fucking do, you know, they know that. So what happens is, is I think that they think that they know that all the time. So that was some shit where you're like, dude, I don't want to do this. And she thinks that, no, you're just being a guy right now. And this is like, this is going to go into your, this is fucking gay zone. So they think you're just being a fucking macho guy when they don't realize that sometimes it's like, no, seriously, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to go to brunch. I really don't want to go to your girlfriend's fucking birthday party where we dress up like it's the 1940s. I really, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't secretly long to do this, but I'm worried that my friends are going to make fun of me. I seriously don't want to fucking do this, okay? But the thing is, this is a guy, is you're going to say it like that, and then they go, you know, you're angry. Why are you being mean to me? Um, I don't know. That's why chicks try to make you do shit that they don't, you, you don't want to do. And also... A lot of them are selfish cunts just like us. Um, and if they want to do something and they think it's awesome, they can't figure out why you don't think that it's awesome. And, you know, all right, I think I explained that 58 fucking times. Um, and go fuck yourself with the pseudo-celebrity. That, 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 that was completely unnecessary. You know? Fucking cunt. That actually hurt my feelings, even though I know it's true. <laughs> all right. 
Where we go? Where do we go? Uh, first date and money. I got. I got to step it up here, man. What time is it? Oh, an hour and four. I got to get out of this. Fuck. I got to get out of here. All right. First, what to, uh, first, what's love the podcast? Blah, 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 blah. I'm 20 years old, still in college, and newly single. I decided to try my hand on dating again. I met this girl on Facebook, and we messaged each other for hours before I decided to ask her out on a date. She accepted. Jesus Christ, dude. She's probably sitting there like, my thumbs are aching. Will you fucking ask me out already? Uh, she accepted. We made plans for me to pick her up. Uh, this would be the first date I've had in four months. I drove to a place which, which was around 20 minutes be- from where I live. We went to the mall which is where everyone basically goes on the weekends, so I thought that I would, it would be a good place to go. When we got there, we, would decide, we were deciding on what to do. That's not a good game plan, dude. You should know where you're going to go and what you're going to do just to get it going. So then she, you feel like, you know, this guy knows what's, what's going on. All of a sudden, you're making decisions, and all of a sudden, she's taking her pants off. That's how it works, all right? You can't go there. You can't treat them like peers. You've got to put them beneath you. You've got to have them looking at the floor. That way, they don't get to say goodnight to nobody. What movie? Pope of Greenwich Village. I did a bad version of that. Um, anyways, when we got there, we were deciding on what to do. I suggested uh, we watch a movie, uh, but nothing good was playing. See, you fucked yourself. So instead, we decided to eat dinner. Applebee's. We ate at this restaurant in the mall and talked about getting to know each other. At the end of dinner, I paid because I was told the man pays on a first date. What I wasn't told was whether or not I should pay for extra stuff. Oh, my God. We start, you are, well, first of all, you already set a precedence that you're paying. The second you pay, you're paying for the whole fucking evening. Okay? And fuck all the women who right now are going, that's right, that's right. Go fuck yourself, you fucking freak cunts. Um, we started walking around, and we go into a few stores, and she starts looking at things around the store saying, I wish I had money to, do, to buy this. I wish I had enough money to buy that. So what I did, because I was trying to be the gentleman and impressor, was offered to pay for those things she wanted. Ah, oh, dude, she, uh, you just fucked yourself. She totally doesn't respect you anymore. You got used. I ended up buying her some sunglasses, a shirt, a dress, and some shoes, and a necklace. On a first date, dude? On a first date, the first night out with you, just getting to know you, you buy her dinner and all this shit. So you realize on the second date, if it's going to go any further, you know, relationship has to move forward. That means you have to buy her even more shit. All added up to around 120 bucks, not including the dinner. After that, I drove her back to her place, and that was it. Of course it was. Jesus Christ, you bought her a bunch of shit like you were already fucking her. That was like her blowing you and then asking, can you take me to a movie? Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. It's not happening. Anyways, we've gone out four more times since then. Of course she is. She's trying to get a whole fucking wardrobe out of you. And the only thing I got out of this girl was a makeout section. Yeah, that was a sympathy one. To be honest, I wasn't really expecting to get anything from this girl. So why did you buy her all this shit, dude? You got to work on your self-esteem here, man. You're setting yourself up to be a sap, and that's exactly what's happening here. This is all on you, and you have the power to change this shit. All right? Take this fucking girl out next time. Not her, somebody else, because you've already ruined it with this one. Okay? Find another girl. Take her out. When you take her out, know where the fuck you're going to go and know what you're going to do. Okay? And when she goes, no, I wish I had that. Well, hey, you know, maybe you ought to work some overtime this week. You know? Don't say that, but just think that. Go fuck yourself and, uh, you know, and just be silent when they say that shit. Then they'll realize they overstepped some shit. And, uh, you know, they'll probably feel like they got to make up for it by uh, maybe giving you a handy. 
Um, anyways, I'm going to plow through this shit. After telling my friends about the first date, however, all my friends said what I did was wrong and I shouldn't have done that. All my lady friends said what I did was sweet and rare for a guy to do. Yeah, because they want us to buy him shit. It's got me at the crossroad of who to listen to more. Listen to the guys on your team. Stop going on across enemy lines and trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. All right? Fuck all that. The only time you talk to broads is if, you know, you're trying to, well, what should I get her for her birthday? What's some chick shit that you guys like? That's what you do. Okay? You don't fucking ask them, you know, should I spend all my money? Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, don't listen to them. Listen to your friends. They're setting you straight. Dude, you dropped 120 fucking bucks and you didn't even get kissed. She got everything she wanted. You didn't get anything. Yeah, fuck all that, dude. Fuck all that, all right? Don't ask women advice about fucking women. Like, don't, okay? Immediately, you're making it an away game, okay? You fucking talk to your guy friends, all right? And I'm not talking about, like, you know, getting Neanderthal advice because guys will give you stupid fucking advice too, case in point myself. But, like, when it comes to shit like that, where you're basically, when you feel like you went too far, the women are always going to side with going too far in their direction. You know what I mean? That would be like if a girl came up to a guy and said, listen, my boyfriend wants to, like, you know, possibly bring another girl into the bedroom. Should I do that? I mean, what the fuck are you going to say? And what are they going to say? You know? Come on. All right, here we go. Dilemma. Bill, imagine you met a girl. She's beautiful, has a great body, funny, and totally into you. I did. She lives with me. Oh, there's some extra points. Anyways, uh, the night's going great, and you're having a good time together, and she goes home with you. Uh, So back at your place, you're making out, and things are getting pretty hot and heavy. She starts to undress, and she has great tits. Oh, my God. Then she takes her pants to reveal she's wearing an adult diaper. If the diaper is unsoiled, is it still a deal breaker? Yes, it is. Absolutely. 100 fucking percent. Deal breaker. Done. Over. That's it. It's over. I'm thinking you peeing and shitting, and my dick has uh, is slumped over, and it's like, Bill, you enjoy the rest of your evening because I'm calling it a day. Absolutely a fucking deal breaker. Absolutely. Because that's going to take me, it takes me immediately back to a horrifying situation that I had. I think I told this story before. I'll tell it really quick because I got to get out of here. Uh, hooked up with this girl, fucking hot, sexy, fucking super tall, like model type chick to the point when we would like doggy style. She had to like fucking like her, 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 she was too high. I'm going to plow through this because this is disgusting. If you don't like disgusting stories, plow through the next fucking 30 seconds. All right? Fast forward to it. All right, whatever. So we hooked up and everything. We started in the living room. We ended up in the bedroom. Okay? So you know that shit where there's like the trail of clothes. The next morning, she's picking up her stuff. I'm trying to help her out. I see her little fucking panties there in the the living room. And um, I went over to them, and uh, there was a... uh, Oh, this just this freaks me out. It was a fucking, I would say, at least three, two and a half to three-inch fucking skid mark in her fucking panties. I know, disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, so it's a deal breaker. 
Listen to the sound of my voice when I tell that story. It was just, it was fucking horrific. All right, overrated, underrated. Underrated, moving apartment. Un, okay, underrated. Moving apartment at 6 in the morning and drinking J, uh, JD at noon. Listening to ACDC on your new balcony in the sun while looking at all the rest of the douchebags unpacking their truck with shit they don't need. You moved at 6 in the morning and nobody complained. Well, what the fuck do you care, right? You're moving out. Um, overrated. Vacuuming. Uh, there's no way to do this without looking effeminate. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a fucking great bit, man. You could actually sell that to a comedian. You could fucking kill with that. He goes, you got to limp-wristedly hold that cord out like Tinkerbell with a wand. There's just no manly way to vacuum. Can't be done. It can't. That is a woman's job. It's just fucking over. There's, it's like wearing an apron. There's just no way to do it. You, the only way to wear an apron as a guy is that it has to be that solid white one, and you have to have all the other white matching shit, like uh, like you're 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 a, a a fucking gourmet chef, and you have to be a fat gourmet chef. Other than that, you look like a douche. Um, underrating sweeping, good old sweeping with a broom. Possibly saw dust from the bookshelf you just built. You can get out. You can get your elbows into it. No wrist involved. Yeah, but then you get like that minor lung because you kick up all the dust. Um, I'm actually like a neat freak and messy, and I actually enjoy fucking vacuuming. But every once in a while, I'll walk by a mirror and I'll see myself, and I will burst out laughing, or I'll immediately get embarrassed thinking of all my fucking f- crazy friends suddenly bursting in, seeing me vacuuming and just trashing me for unmercifully for like two hours. All right, underrated, losing weight. Uh, once I turned 30, I decided I needed to get back into shape. I was 300, a 300-pound 300 tub of shit, and even XXL shirts were starting to feel snug. At 300 pounds, fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I haven't even really put on a ton of a ton of effort into it yet, but just by lifting weights every other day, riding my bike four or five times a week, and by eating real food, I've been losing about 10 pounds a month for the last four months. Good for you, dude. That's fucking awesome. I love that shit. Uh, the best part is that for every 10 pounds I lose, uh, the weight of the girls who are interested goes down by 30 pounds. Isn't that sad? Poor women. They just don't have enough people to choose from. That's great, dude. That's good for you, though. And I was thinking being older helps somehow, too. Maybe it's just knowledge and confidence, but I get hotter chicks now uh, than I could when I was 21 and in better shape. Yeah, because you know something? There's also there's, there's certain women out there that they find guys that are a little fucking overweight. Uh, they find you less intimidating, you know, as opposed to some guy standing there like a shredded Adonis. Like, believe it or not, they actually get intimidated, too. You would think because they have the fucking that they wouldn't, but some of them do. Hour and 16 minutes are running my yap. Look at that. I almost brought you all the way to break time or lunchtime by the time I get this fucking thing up. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Please keep all the great emails coming. Uh, once again, the email is bill at the mmpodcast.com. Don't take any shit. Go fuck yourself. I'll talk to you next week. I think it just like this. 
I got juice like the president. I'm making rappers hesitant. Invite me to your house and I'll be chilling like a resident. Yes, cause I'm that type of man. Cause I make myself at home no matter where I am. I got it rolling like thunder. Making y'all wonder why I'm on top with all the other rappers under. I make no errors, mistakes, or blunders. It's like a wedding. Then no man put asunder. My name is Young. I see I like to rock right well. Cause when I get up on the mic, I just release my spell. It's no hocus pocus. I just get you with the focus. It's warm all over you just like a horde of locusts. Smooth operator, female persuader. Spot a fly girl and in a week I'm on a data. I got the kind of style. For the here and the now And I can do it Cause I got no how You know what I'm saying I got no how Party people I got no how Bust it Like government gum and start chewing. I spit them out when the flavor's gone, and I repeat the chewing process till the break of dawn. Cause I'm tough like a bone, sly like Stallone, rocking and clocking on the microphone. Smooth like a mirror and hearts, I strike terror. Rhymes like runs and hits with no errors. Cold like a blizzard on the mic, I am the wizard with the funky fresh rhymes coming out of my gizzard. Never season, never coughing, I rock the mic often. Hard as a rock and no sign, I'll soften. Making sure I get respect on my mind, rhymes connect. I start to build like a builder from an architect. Moving all around, above and under the grind, you see my face, and then you hear my sound coming at you with the mic in hand i'm gonna take command just the way i plan because i'm a one-man band and you are my fan don't you understand i'm like superman you're the man of steel don't you know the deal you better be for real i got sex appeal this is what i feel and this here's my vow and now you know the brother with no how you know what i'm saying i got no how and i'm chilling never healing in my mouth i got two feelings whatever I'm on a mic, cold stone, getting over. My name is young, I see known as the fly, casting over. Kick it.